Happy New Year, everybody. It's Jesse Ziegler. And Quinn Cody. And we're here with Dakar Rally Daily, brought to you by Climb, presented by Rally Navigator and those good old boys at Ruby Moto and Moto Minded. We got we to gotta just come clean. We got a lot of work to do after our last show. Yeah. We were, uh, we were full of... Full of crap. Crap on our last show. We learned some lessons. Life's about learning lessons out Maybe. here. Um, and Let, what we learned is... Lesson number one. Don't do a Dakar Rally podcast show at night. It's a morning thing. It is a morning thing. It's a coffee thing. Yes. And it's not a beer thing. It's not a beer thing. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, it was It was kind of fun. It was fun for us, but... I hope you had fun, too, listening to it. Our, our uh, information accuracy was, was a ways off while we were uh, doing that show, so... We just had failure. The audio was crap. We pushed some buttons on here. We're not supposed to push... Like, I'm not qualified to push all the buttons on this thing. Yeah, I don't know. I bought I this because it was supposed to be easy. I told you to push that button, and... Yeah, should have just... We should have just so not anyway, done that. We apologize for the audio. We apologize for our inaccurate information, but we're going to correct all that yeah. garbage right now. Yeah, and like any good apology, we're going to make excuses for why we did that so that we're not really apologizing. We're just explaining why we made mistakes, and it's not our fault. No, it's never, it's never our fault. <laughs> no, goodness. We're sorry, but every time we get into the Dakar Rally, and it's like a learning experience for the first two days again it's just that everything changes so much like yes. you, you can barely rely on the results when you first see them because there's a penalty or this and that and the next thing so we assumed yesterday prologue everybody goes out rips on the you know looks like look like somebody took a snowplow in the desert and made a racetrack out there yeah flat track basically that once once the the top 15 guys were in order they were going to go into a pool and they get to pick the top 15 spots and that's how it goes well you know that the ASO came up with this with this new starting uh, starting system, and and they didn't really tell anyone it was happening until really until me. the guys arrived, right? And uh, you know I, I understand it. They're trying to keep people guessing and and not give people time to really create strategies. So it's kind of uh, you know and it, you have to make your decision in the moment. And that's why the race is cool, honestly, because it's a mystery and it's like an adventure, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, but it, it definitely screwed us up. So start order from the prologue. What they did was they took all of the Rally GP riders, there's 28 of them, and they seated the top or the slowest 18 of those riders. So In reverse order, in slowest reverse first, order. down to 18. Yep. Then the top 10 finishers, they let them pick their starting position anywhere from 1 to 28, starting with 10th and going down to 1st. So 1st place in the prologue got to pick last right? And that 28 did, positions. And that did some cool stuff um, by opening that range. You can pick your spot. You can try to stay away from people or try to link up with people and then hope that you, know, you kind of hide a little more. When it's 15, everybody can clearly see what you're doing. But if you're 28, you're like, oh, let's... Mix it up a little bit more and make it a little more interesting. So the majority of the top 10 riders chose the back, a rear start. So, you know, between 20th and, you know, 18th and 28th basically is where most of those guys chose to be. So they wanted to be as far back as possible. Yeah. If they had the luxury of having a good time in that prologue. Yep. And it was pretty competitive. Like it was flat out. You saw the highlights of Toby doing it. I don't know if you've looked that up. If anybody wants to see some really good (laughs) motorcycle handling skills on flat, hard, dirt you could watch toby price's yeah. winning run at the prologue and it was like master class He's in dirt animal. tracking just 
on not a dirt track Man bike. handling that bike. Dude, it looked like he wasn't even trying. Looks like he didn't even need both his arms to work. Again, he yeah. might be better with one arm. MR Sanders. <laughs> Apparently. So anyway, start order was a little bit different than what we had expected. Uh, guys ended up, st- you know, generally the the bulk of the the top contenders were, were starting in the back for today's stage one. Right. And, and this is where things start getting interesting. Yeah. And, and the start order really um, penalized you if you had a bad prologue for some reason. And a couple guys did. Yep. Like Nacho. Yeah. Nacho. Skyler didn't have a great prologue. He got kind of hosed with an early starting position today. Yeah. So I think Skyler had to start maybe fourth today. Yeah. Not ideal. Nacho, I think, had to start second today. So not ideal. It's a little bit, a uh, little bit tricky, but. Right. The, and then, you know, we woke up this morning to to some news that, that Daniel Sanders had won the prologue. Yeah, if you got up early enough and you start looking at results, you'll see right when they cross the finish line, they start ranking yep. people. But that, that quickly changed. It did. Um, looks like speed penalties came into play, knocked some people around. Um, rider was down, so some people stopped for a rider, and that'll adjust stuff later probably, but... The end result is that we have an American, Ricky Brabeck, taking the stage win today. Yep, stage one for for Ricky Brabeck, and uh, you know it's a it's a good way to to kick off the rally for him for sure. Yeah, it was a good position anyway before those penalties were assigned. Um, he was in like the top five, and then he got kicked up into the lead basically by Sanders dropping off from some time penalties. But uh, I guess maybe even bigger news than the stage win is defending champ Sam Sunderland went out of the race today with an injury crashed really hard in the in a seemingly really fast track today not a ton of really tricky navigation um, a few tricky spots but big crash broken collar uh, broken shoulder blade concussion uh, probably really sore and beat up he's in the hospital now I'm sure but um, bummer deal for the defending champ to get knocked out day one yeah that's that's a really tough pill to swallow for for a guy like Sam you know he's it, it, it's so hard to follow up a win at Dakar and you know to to crash at kilometer 50 on the first stage is is rough and you know we know his teammate Matthias Wagner stopped and uh you know stayed with him for a while um so we're probably going to see some adjustment to the results here um once they give Wagner some time back yeah sometimes they they won't adjust that time and it won't it won't be reflected on the stage result, but it'll actually be reflected in the general classification. So if you look tonight, uh, the general classification, Wagner will probably have moved way up in the in the classification, depending on on how he did overall today. Yeah, depending on his points. So, um, but let's let's talk to some guys. Let's let's stop assuming. Get some info from from the dirt. We got some guys on the phone today earlier. And uh, who are we going to talk to first? Race yeah. winner? Yeah, we got uh, we got our stage winner, Ricky. He sent oh, us uh, let's talk to him. A quick voice message. So uh, let's let's hear what RB has to say. Hey Quinn. Yeah, yesterday was um, the prologue, and the top ten riders were able to choose their position within the top twenty-eight. So I chose my position to be right behind my teammate Pablo Quintanilla, but then other riders chose in front of us and bumped us back. And then most of the KTM boys picked behind me. So at the end of the day, I started 21st and my teammate started 19. And then uh, 
Yeah, today was good. It was fast, uh, lots of rocks. And originally I was third on the day, which was really nice. And then unfortunately, uh, the first and second place guys ended up with some penalties. So this bumped me up to first. And now uh, tomorrow we get to open the stage. It's like 430 Ks, uh, more rocks and rivers. So uh, yeah, I think is more or less good for me. Uh, just gonna stay relaxed and stay calm and just make it through day two and see how we're shaping up for day three. Uh, it's a long race and it's only the beginning. So um, looking back at you know the the results of 2020, I'm almost in the same spot in the same stage. Uh, this year, so let's see how it plays out and let's have some fun. Very cool. Yeah, you know, he, he almost sounds a little bit disappointed to win the stage. I think he he would have been a little happier to to start third behind uh, behind a couple of the KTM boys. Yeah, right. We had uh, Kevin Benavides had finished in front of him today, as did uh, Mason Klein actually on before penalties, um, and Daniel Sanders. So. Having those three guys in front of you would have been nice for Ricky, but now he's going to have to lead out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Mason finished in front of him. It doesn't look like Mason got a penalty, but it looks like uh, mm. Sanders was for sure was for sure in front of him. Uh, and uh, it seemed like they adjusted the times a little bit from the early live timing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so Ricky's adjust. got a big he's got a big job ahead of him tomorrow to lead a 430 kilometer stage. This is uh, this is not easy task, and you know he's. He's, uh, but I think he's up for it. You know, he, he sounds, sounds confident, you know, to come in and win the first stage is, is I would say, you know, uh, kind of putting a, putting a point there that he's, he's ready to play. Yeah. He had a, he had a great day. I mean, even out the outset, he was leading the race from the second waypoint. It looks like in that special section, dropped back to second for a minute, then kind of settled back into third and fourth and was in a good spot there for that finish. Um, the I mean, in- interesting part is how everybody else raced around him to me. Yep. I mean, it was it was an exciting stage to kind of watch through live timing because yeah. so much was happening. There was, there was guys in leading. You know, Mason Klein was leading at one point. Sanders would come in and, and finish ahead of Mason, and then Mason would trigger a waypoint with the lead. So, um it was it was really cool to watch Mason Mason rode really good today. Yeah, Mason um, put a smack down today for everybody cuz he didn't have that top. He didn't have a 20th start position. He started like 13th, which yep. when I was looking at preliminary results before I made my fantasy picks, I was like, he's got too many fast guys behind him. They're going to walk up to him and pace and stuff like that if the navigation has to slow him down at all." And it seems like it was a really fast stage. Fast, yep. rocky, kind of really good for Mason and the rest of the Americans to be honest. Yeah, the image looked a lot like like California. It looked like it looked like Barstow. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, you see, you see Mason who who started in thirteenth with a lot of fast guys behind him. Yeah, and, you know, he he was able to to navigate, and he sounds like he was navigating quite a bit on his own. And you know, yeah. we saw some images of him passing guys, and it was yeah, he rode. He, he looked like he was riding really good. Rode like a boss, but. Early results had Mason sitting on the podium in third, and then yeah. some stuff shifted around. We're not we're not entirely sure, you know what what's happening, but currently uh, they have him they have him sitting in sixth. Yeah, um, Kevin Benavides is in second, and, and he's just 19 seconds behind Brabeck. So really tight, really really tight. 
really tight top three here. Also, Toby Price, Red Bull KTM, another you know two KTM's in the top three. It's only only thirty nine seconds behind behind Brabeck. It's it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Again, watching these crazy fools do this. Um, but every time we talk about leading out of stage and it being difficult, it always you know makes you not want to lead the stage and poor Nacho on the Honda team, he had to do that today for a long time. And I think we got, we, we got a quote from Skyler coming up where he talks about his day and he even calls out Nacho's leading capabilities. Cause I mean, that poor guy had to stop and like, like start really early and I don't think anybody caught him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nacho, you know, he physically got him. He was, he was starting second today and he quickly got into the lead and literally led the whole stage out alone by himself and, and you know that's that's tough but we, we've seen him do this before where he he leads out an entire stage and never gets caught never gets passed so his navigation skills are are right there and you know it's going to be exciting to to see him he looks like he finished in, in 14th today but he only lost only, 11 minutes yeah so on that day right. leading the leaving the top where you can lose 20 30 minutes very easily yeah, I mean, in not in him. a stage that's not a that's not a dune stage, you know, where it's where it's more rocky and through these valleys, you know, it's a little bit easier to lead. Yeah, but still, you know, the navigation's tricky. So, so it's not after true. having a not great day at the prologue and getting mentally in your head and getting yeah. all jacked up, he just and put that behind him. First first day of the Dakar, so that's you know you have yeah. nerves. You're you you know maybe some of these guys it takes a day or two for them to get used to the road books and the in the way that these road books are built. It's not the same as the last race you did, probably. No, no. Skyler's in the same boat. I think we got a quote from Skyler. We tried to call him and talk him live, but we couldn't connect. So he sent us a voice note. Uh, he started fourth today. Not yep. not a great starting position for him uh, strategically. Uh, but let's hear what Skyler has to say. Let me cue that up. Yo, sorry, I couldn't uh, figure out a phone call. But uh, yeah, happy New Year. Um, started out the New Year in a good fashion at the Dakar. Um, I was a bit nervous and pretty angry about my, uh, my prologue, uh, starting position, which put me at the front of the pack with, um, Nacho for stage one. So I was pretty nervous coming into the day. Like, obviously you don't really want to lead out, especially stage one of the Dakar, like pretty much recipe for disaster. But, um, yeah, we literally just had like the the cards that we were dealt and just had to push forward, but Nacho crushed it today. I actually didn't open a single kilometer today. I didn't even catch Nacho. Like he he started 6 minutes ahead of me and I think I gained like three and a half to him. So he was still like two and a half minutes ahead of me by the finish. Like he absolutely nailed it. Um I got like two parts wrong. One was a super small mistake. I literally just had to do a donut come back but there was another one i went two kilometers uh <clears throat> i missed a cap oblique which means like uh you're gonna be on a track that's going to change like say you're going at cap 150 and then oblique 1.5 kilometers 170 which means after 1.5 kilometers the track that you're on is going to change to cap 170 and i just kept going at 150 and i guess i got on the wrong track because in the valley there were so many different tracks and the navigation was like more or less straightforward, but also really tricky. 
if you did what the drawing told you to do, it was like you would do it wrong for sure. So you had to do, um, like you had to follow the cap headings. So if you followed the caps and all of that, you were good. But if you do what the drawing said, then it was like, I don't know, you would end up going the wrong direction or turn too early or whatever. It was really weird. So anyways, Nacho really crushed it. I had a couple small mistakes there. I ended up going, yeah, I missed a waypoint when I missed that cap oblique and had to go back, grab the waypoint, turn back around and, and go again, which I did like two kilometers extra, which isn't too so bad, but you know, bad enough. But otherwise, like the terrain today was super, super fun. Uh, you know, rocky riverbeds and canyons. And then we had some technical dunes, some big fast dunes, all types of, you know, fun stuff. So it was, um, yeah, really good, really fun stage. Uh, overall, my strategy for, I guess, today was to not open tomorrow either because today and tomorrow you don't get the opening bonus so stage one and two you don't get opening bonuses which kind of sucks um but also it is what it is so today i actually wanted to finish somewhere around like 10th place which is perfect that's exactly where i'm at i think i'm like eighth or ninth or something like that i don't know the app is really messed up with tracking right now it's super strange so um yeah, so stage three, we will have opening bonuses. Stage three is also going to be tricky navigation. So the game plan is to manage tomorrow as well. And yeah, keep plugging forward. All right. Let a call, let a call out to Nacho's what? navigation skills, but also you can see him thinking forward and yeah. so that time bonus is going to come in on stage three. Potential time bonus, potential, potential. for leading out to stage to the... I mean, that's something you have to factor in. It may not uh, apply to you, but it's going to apply to somebody. And so you have to think about that. It's like the guy in the lead, maybe getting bonus time for, for leading. Yeah, so he's he is in ninth provisionally or yep. pre-provisional, yep. <laughs> if that's a word. So, you know, the other thing I, I, I take away from that is is that, you know, he's, he said that if you look at the drawing, if you look at the tulip note and you follow that, you're wrong. You're going to go wrong. And, you know, that, that goes back to what, what the guys who have been building these road books for, for the Dakar have been doing is they've been putting a lot of information in the right hand side box, Yeah, which is, which notes is on top of notes only, or inside notes. Yeah. They're only little notes. So they're, they're abbreviations, little words kind of bring one in for the video. French, yeah. A little tulip, you know, or they call them, they call them notations. Yeah. And, you know, back, back when I was racing, generally there wasn't much in that right-hand side box. It was like a danger or maybe like a picture of like an up or a down or a ditch or something. Yeah. And, and now, um, you know, just in the time that I've spent this year helping Jody Villadomes, who's kind of the, the navigation coach for, for the KTM team is that they're putting a ton of information in that right-hand side box and you have to be able to read that box while you're writing. And if you don't, you're going to end up, you're going to end up going wrong. If you use the intuition of old now navigation where you're just like cap heading kilometer odometer and look at the picture and it'll give you the confirm your cap heading clue with the surrounding territory and maybe some markers like a building or a cactus or something that's going to throw you off now. Yeah. Cause you got to pay attention to the smaller details in the box. 
to the in, right. Yeah. In the old days, you could get away with just following the picture and, and kind of confirming with tracks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that, that uh, is interesting here is, too, is it looks like they've updated, uh, they've updated the general classification. So they put Matthias Faulkner in, in 10th. So he's 419, four hours and 19 minutes. So he's just sitting just behind Skylar House. So they, they've credited him his time back. And so that's, uh, yeah, there it is. Good to see in the, in the stage, they're giving it to him. They're giving yeah. it to him in the stage also. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, it looks like a little update to the results. Um, so that should, that should change things up a little bit, but, um, and that puts Matias and Skyler and that side of the KTM team in a in a or Husqvarna KTM team in a in a good position for tomorrow. Yeah, because you know you have Benavides, Price, and Brabeck you know, on the top on the top. So those guys are going to be leading out, and then you have you know Howes and Vaughner and these guys starting yeah. around tenth, and Mason Klein starting in sixth. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things work out on that side of things. how the manufacturers stack up. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I'm interested in what happened out there to speed limits, uh, penalties, how they got those penalties today. Um, what we heard was it wasn't the overall speed limit. It was breaking a speed zone, right? Yeah, I believe so. So at least for Sanders, we we confirmed that it was a it was a speed zone where he was it was it started out at fifty k and then it changed to thirty and yeah. he didn't he wasn't paying attention to his road book and it went to thirty and he he got popped for that. I gotcha. So it looks like Sanders got two minutes. Um, Beretta looks like he got he got a minute. Mm-hmm. So you know Beretta would have been up in you know basically in the lead of the stage, you yeah. know, which would have helped me or in second and second behind Sanders, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't go his way. Um, still, still a strong finish for Breda to, to end up fourth. Um, then the other guy that got, uh, got a penalty was Quintanilla. He got two minutes and yeah. again, he, he would have been right up there in the top three, which he was the guy I had picked for the win. Uh, so yeah, good, good pick. Get any points for that. <laughs> yeah. Pablo, Pablo, he, you need to watch your speed zones, man. It doesn't really, yeah. In in this stage, yeah, it's a bummer to get that speed zone penalty. But does that multiply the next time they get it? Is it going to be a bigger penalty the next time they get it, like Ricky was talking about, or is that rule still kind of foggy for us this year? So for speed zones, it it does multiply. Okay. So you're going to end up you're going to end up getting more penalties there. But for the top speed, it's it basically we we worked out what the actual penalty is for going over 160 kilometers an hour and. It's one minute for every infraction. Okay. So if you go over 160 kilometers an hour every one time, time beeps. you get a minute penalty. And if you do it again, you get another minute. And it doesn't compound. So it, they, it, like the speed zones, the the normal speed zones, it, it multiplies. There's like a coefficient. It multiplies and you get, you know, massive, massive penalties. penalties. But the, the 160 kilometer per hour one, it's one minute every time you go over. Got it. It, it, it wasn't clear. We were talking about this this morning, but it wasn't clear whether it was going to be, you know, how long you're over. Mm-hmm. So if you're over for, say you're going 160 kilometers an hour for five minutes, is that, is, is that, that one infraction one penalty? Is that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, Can it I make, make up that penalty? <laughs> I, re- I read the bulletin and yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. Just exactly. like all these other rules. 
yeah, I think the guys are just going to not want to mess with it. All righty. I don't want to mess with it. Nope. So our top 10 there, we're, we're looking at it. You know, the one that, that stands out to me is, is Mason Klein. Uh, Definitely. You know, the guy, the guy had an, an incredible ride today. And, and <laughs> yeah. Once again, you know, you, you, everyone's kind of like, how is this, how is this kid going so fast? Yeah. Right? It, it, they're not expecting it. And, you know, even, even I didn't really expect to see him, you know, he started in, in what, like 13th or something. Right. And, and he's got all the best guys in the world behind him. And he's still able, he's still able to manage a, a six on the stage and only, only lose a minute to Rebeck. So I don't, that's I, impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just ass kicking. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think he's just riding uh, smart and fast, which is the magic sauce. That experience in the training he put in is paying off apparently. Yep. yep. Good for so, him. We're pumped absolutely. to see it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, as we go back through the field, uh, you know, the, the real only real, like I would say upset is, is losing Sam Senderlin today. That's uh that's a big one. You know, we're, Really kind of bummed to see him go out of the race. Definitely. There's not a lot of other really bad days for people on this list. I don't think everybody probably is in a pretty good spot, barring people that are getting penalties like crazy. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff pops up. But the other the other withdrawal we had, which is kind of big news, uh, Bradley Cox, who is supposed to be taken over from Mason in the Rally 2 category. Yep. You know, he uh, battled with Mason quite a bit last year. Mason ended up beating him in that Rally 2 World Championship. But Bradley went out with a dislocated elbow today. He must have crashed, and he's gone for the rally. Yeah, that's, that's tough to do, you know. And, and uh, another, another young kid in, in who, who goes really fast. Yeah. And he hasn't, he hasn't quite uh, evolved as quickly as Mason, but he's definitely, you know, riding really fast. And he's... Um, you know, it, it, kind of a, a colorful kid, and it's. I think it's fun to have him in the rally. So it's definitely to see him to see him go out on day one. I know those day one guys. A couple guys went out in the prologue. I saw some yeah. guys on stretchers and hanging out in the bivouac. I think one guy. I don't know who it is. It's not from USA. He went out in the warm up when they rode the day before the prologue. Ooh. He crashed and got hurt. He didn't yep. even get to start the race. It it, oh. happens, it happens every year. You see, you you see this a, a guy crashes in the prologue or crashes in the transfer section on the way to the on it's, the way to the start. It's and tragic. It's, it's heartbreaking for these guys. You didn't even get to start your race. You think and if you're at home you thinking of like the dream of going to race this thing, it's a it's a big deal trying to get there and go do this thing. It's a big expense. It's a humongous time commitment. It's a humongous life commitment. Yeah. And um, then just something bad happens. So I feel bad for those guys. Hopefully, you know, it's just temporary injuries yeah. and. Being yep. bumps and bruises, but uh, yeah, let's go down Speaking the top ten. Of, yeah, I mean, we kinda, got it covered. We kind of gone through the top ten. Yeah, Matthias Wagner's bookend in the back of it. Ricky Bradbeck's on the top. You got all the contenders in there. No big surprises, really. I didn't think, again, like you said, Mason was going to be in the top five region today. I thought he might be in the top ten, but yeah. after that early start position, I thought he was going to get, you know, caught. I think I had Mason in in eleventh for my uh, my fantasy pick there. And yeah. So, not oh. even not even close. 
not even close. Again, you guys can go to chainslayer.com slash Dakar and check out your fantasy picks. Yeah. If, if you're like me, you're going to be a little disappointed when you go there. And, and this game is, is actually, it's, it's been super fun already. Just, just getting things going and seeing, seeing everyone's strategy and how they're picking. And it, you know, we're, we're seeing people, we're seeing images on social media of people with computer screens up and they're doing, <laughs> they're strategizing and looking at the stage and looking at the start positions. And then, you know, there's guys like me that are just winging it. And there's guys like my brother who's yeah. beating me every day. Jesse's brother got all the, all the talent in the family apparently here. Some people are just good at fake sports. Yeah. Well, it's not cool. So yeah, go to chainslayer.com slash Dakar and sign up for the, for the fantasy league. We're still, it's still open. You can still have fun. You can still Definitely. take part. There's plenty of prizes to win. We got all kinds of cool stuff from, from fast company, Ruby moto, moto minded. Uh, we're going to be giving away some headlight sets some free handlebars, all yeah. kinds of climb swag, gift cards. Yep. Just get in there and play every day. It doesn't matter if you lost a couple days, you're going to, you're going to be competing for And honestly, like I have been playing both days and you can definitely beat me in the overall. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a hundred dollars. <laughs> Crushing it. You, no, so I'm you're going to, you're going to start ahead of Jesse. If you, if you just start playing, you're you start already start playing, beating you're me. You're going to beat Jesse. Yeah. Just like my wife. She started playing yesterday, beating me already. Yeah. Jessica. Considerably. She's in like the top 50. That's ridiculous. She beat me or too, 90th. I'm pretty sure. Was she 90th? I think she's 90th. Yeah, she's 90th. I, I think I finished 75th, 76th. I'm, I'm almost in the, so. I'm barely in the top 100. I ended with $128 today. So I'm, I mean, I'm on the positive side of things. I, I <laughs> came out gained $4. $4. <laughs> well, amazing. I did not. So I'm not. right on that. I'm right on that bubble where you're like, you know, from, from a loser to a positive. So, you know, That's, everybody below me is basically. That's Quinn's subtle way of calling me a loser <laughs> again. All right. Let, let's get back to the race. It's yeah. a fantasy world. <laughs> the BS fake land. Fake, uh, fake world. There's a lot of people out here racing that don't get the spotlight. Um, there's more Americans this year than we've had maybe ever. Yep. 11 total Americans racing. I think four are racing the original by multiple class. Six are racing, Six are racing the original multiple class. That's right. Yep. And then we have, you know, our, our um, rally GP bikers, of course. Um, yep. you know, Ricky Brabeck, Skyler Howes, Mason Klein. Yep. Um, and then I know, is that, is that all of them? Jacob. Well, we, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But in the rally, rally GP. Not, Jacob's not in the rally GP class, but this is, uh, Jake had a, pretty good finish today he was uh 32nd so uh yeah first ever dakar dakar rally stage and um he finished 32nd it looks like he's about 30 minutes behind uh the time of ricky brabeck so uh you know it's it's a good start for for jake i think uh, you know there's there's a lot of overstimulation on your first in your first rally and so just imagine getting getting through the first couple days is is uh really uh you know good deal for him yeah good to see he he i think he tipped over in the prologue yesterday yeah he posted got a little too excited i can relate my foot tip over a lot we didn't get any info from jake so we'll have to try to get a hold of him see if we can get uh get him on the phone at some point he's also beating me in the fantasy league yeah i mean better at everything you know i think these guys have too much time on their hands really over there because I never had time to be playing 
fantasy sports when I was facing <laughs> Dakar. So didn't but exist. I think you know th- these days they don't have to they don't have to spend four hours marking the road book at night. So that, I think that's a gives them a little more it's a, little a little more, more free, free time. time. You know who doesn't have free time is our boys in the original by Motul class, which is unsupported racing. You are on your own. You get back to the pits. You got to build your bike up. And we actually got on the phone with Paul Neff. He's from the Pacific Northwest. This guy's his first rally experience, and he has given us some updates. And yeah, uh, this is this is super cool. This is the real deal. This is not catered. No, these guys experience. are. There's no motorhomes. There's no physiotherapist giving you a massage every night, and a guy cooking for you, and eight mechanics working on your bike. You got to change your own oil. Doing you everything yourself troubleshoot things that are broken sleeping in on a little thin little pad in your tent and you know just uh living the living the real bivouac life 15 days in a tent let's hear from paul sounds like he's having a big day hey guys this is paul i just got back to the bivouac caught with i rode in with kyle and david it was kind of cool we got to see each other and uh today was just wild really guys were just going full gas at the beginning i saw like two dudes right off the bat just take themselves out of dakar in the first freaking 40 50k i seen uh i think one of the front runners bikes with the helicopter and it sort of all that spooked me early in the stage and i backed it down and uh kind of fell into a good groove it was i had some fun it was very rocky very dusty the cars started catching us there's dust i couldn't see anything so i backed it down some more maybe a little too much but i'd much rather err on the side of caution at this point in this long race the end there was like 10 maybe even 15 bikes all spun out no one could figure out where to find this waypoint i got caught up in that until kyle mccoy came in he guided me through it like like a savior so i lost a bit of time with some nav but I, uh, I'm very happy get first day of first stage, first day of the year, first day of Dakar done safe. The bike is good. My body feels great. And, uh, now the, the chores begin. There's a, I just got back. I don't know. It's six o'clock. I got to go eat, work on the bike, prep my gear, you know, the chores. So prep everything for tomorrow and carry on. So thanks guys very cool just living it i love it yeah he sounds he sounds really good um you know may not be the same when we talk to him in a week but yeah it's uh it's pretty impressive to see to see what all these guys are doing and you know you heard um him him talk about um kyle mccoy who's another one of the american rally originals and he actually you know is 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 quite a skilled navigator it looks like those two came together and and he was able to uh kind of help Paul out and you know so it's it's neat to see those guys working together kind of as a team and I see that happening quite a bit for these guys yeah this original class it's you know for for race coverage it's it's not the most exciting class to cover because usually you know it's like there's maybe one fast guy gets out in front and then they all just kind of hang and and, yeah it's a it's a slower pace it's not a big uh yo-yo but it, Mm -hmm. it is cool to to watch and talk about and see the experiences that these guys are going through um, you know, so we have, we have David Pearson, who's also in, in that, uh, in that American rally original group, yep. another, another American. Yep. 
desert guy. Uh, David's raced Ironman Baja 1000 finisher. He's raced a bunch of that kind of stuff. So he's used to riding long distances alone. Sonora Rally finishes. Sonora Rally. Paul, Paul, give him a little shout out. ISD gold silver medalist. He's a double A enduro rider. You know, this is from their website, American Rally Originals. It's really cool stuff. Uh, He actually coaches with Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately. Feel sorry for for him. Yeah. Paul must be a very nice person. Clearly he likes abuse if he's he's, (laughs) hanging out with Jimmy Lewis on purpose. And going to the Dakar as a, as an original. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's one of those people that enjoy pain and suffering. Yeah. He's a masochist. Jimmy Lewis is your guy. If you you like that. (laughs) I can't wait to get Jimmy on the show again. Who else is on there? Morrison Hart. Yep. Mo Hart. He's, uh, you know, and, and I think, I think Mo's goal is to be like the last finisher. That's, He'd be I totally happy just crushing it. That. He wanted to be the last finisher. And so here he is today, uh, 132nd place. So he wasn't quite last. There's a couple of guys behind him with some, but you know, everyone behind him has got 29 hours of penalties, 31 hours, 31 hours. So these guys are just ignoring the route and going cross country. <laughs> I don't know what these dudes are doing with uh, with thirty hours of penalties, but Mo's Mo's back here, uh, last rider with no penalties. Wow, good job, Mo. Jim Pearson, so, another yeah. Ironman guy. You think about the time spent on the motorcycle. I'm just I'm still I'm still focusing on on Mo over here because <laughs> his his total time was seven hours and forty minutes, and and this is the first day. So if you Ooh. compare that to to our our leading time, you know, Ricky Brabeck four hours and fourteen minutes. So I mean, that's nearly getting close to double the time. Yeah, it's three and a half hours behind him. Yep. Well, I love it's, it, Mo. But yeah, no, this is this is super cool. It's fun to it's fun to follow these guys too, and you know, I it's the real adventure class for sure. Absolutely, like I you have are this twisted kind of fantasy to maybe someday just go ride the Dakar in this, yeah. in this class and you should, we should both do it, do it and see who wins. Sam, you need to do that again. It's not a guarantee. There's a lot of unpredictability out there. Yeah, you could I eat mean, something I, weird in the bivouac. I think of all the things that are unpredictable in Dakar. This is, that would probably be the most predictable. You beating me. Yeah. I think, uh, I, think I still have, I haven't peaked look yet. At the, look at the stats. I haven't peaked yet. I could still get better. <laughs> you, are never going to be as good at Dakar as you were already. No, I'm I'm on a downward <laughs> trajectory for till I die, basically. Uh, so these guys, just to give you guys another thing, they got to prep everything for themselves for tomorrow. They rode, what did they ride today? 500K tomorrow? Yeah, 601 kilometers. Tomorrow is a big day. Let's talk about tomorrow's stage for everybody. Yeah. And get that cranking up. Tomorrow's gnarly. Tomorrow's going to be a big one. It's 430 kilometer special. So today was uh, just over 300 kilometers, and, and today we had some neutralizations in the middle, so it's some pavement sections that they had to ride. Tomorrow, 430 kilometers with no neutralizations. Uh, total total kilometers is 590. Jeez. Yeah, and so... The, the special is going to be grueling tomorrow. There's, there's three refuelings in tomorrow's stage, so think about that. You're on a rally bike that um, holds nine gallons of fuel, so 30, 34 liters and you got to refuel three times. So that's, that's a big stage. And that's when you leave with a full bike. Yep. You have to add three more tanks to it or three more refuelings to it. Yeah. And then I you mean, get back, you probably don't have a lot left. Right. And any you know, other top guys are going to be, are going to be calculating and trying to figure out 
how much fuel they want to carry between these refuelings because they're not, you know, they're not crazy long sections, but the first section is 150 kilometers between, between refuelings, yeah. then 118 mm-hmm. and then 160. So these, these refuelings also kind of give the guys a, a little bit of an update on where they stand and, and, you know, they can see what some of their competitors are doing and, you know, kind of give an idea of, of where they, what position they're in. But there's no assistance allowed at those. Yeah, and this year there's no mechanical work allowed in the refueling stage. So you can't work on your own bike. No, all you can do is fill up the gas, your road book, and fill up the gas, and push out of there, and eat eat food. And then once this, yep. once you start going again, then you could stop and fix your bike. But then you're on the clock. Exactly. So you know, in the past, you always use that refueling section if you were having a little yeah, maintenance start, problem. With yeah, your it takes bike, them apart, zip tie it really quick, or you know, yep. bolt a foot peg back on or something. <laughs> So none of that. I don't know how they're going to enforce that, but uh, you know that's what they're claiming. And I know a lot of the car guys were taking advantage of that mm-hmm. because I think they gave the car guys quite a lot more time to refuel. So. so they were like doing tire changes and big things probably. And I think the bike guys did too. They probably yeah, had assistance truck teens there and dropping in new tires or who well, knows what back in the they day. Don't, they don't allow assistance to the to the refuelings during the special. Mm-hmm. So they only allow the assistance to go maybe if the, if the assistance route is together with the race is on stage yeah then they'll allow some some assistance on the stage but um generally not in nothing within the special gotcha that's going to be a big uh that's gonna be a big day tomorrow and setting up again for the next day that has a time bonus to lead out so there'll be some more uh i wouldn't say strategy going in i think people are going to race this for the long game but there's going to be some sort of like outcomes that benefit people yeah after tomorrow I think that, you know, we're going to see, no matter what, I think we're going to see a little bit of this, uh, you know, this kind of seesaw effect where people start going and we have, you know, some guys on one side of the race and we have some guys on the other side. So tomorrow I'm, I'm looking at, at guys like, you know, Ross Branch and Skylar Howes and, and, and whatnot to, to be up front. And then, you know, I think, I think Vrabeck, Benavides and Price are probably going to finish back a little ways. Right. Hopefully they, they can manage the time that they lose tomorrow. But, you know, it's, it's pretty inevitable that if you're starting in the top three, you're going to, you're going to lose a little bit of time. Right. Who's going to be your dark horse tomorrow? Ooh, man. Stage win tomorrow. I'm I'm just using this this for my fantasy picks. Yeah, we're going to, I'm trying to get fantasy pick information. But I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking at how Skylar Howes. I think he's he's strong. He's riding good. He's in, he sound really good on the phone. So, yep. I'm gonna say he's he's probably gonna to get up there. He can win from starting in ninth, tenth place. He's in ninth now. They'll probably update it again. Um, and he knows that potential for bonuses on stage three at the beginning, which he probably could sprint out and be competitive for. So, I think he could get a stage win. I don't know. Nacho might just pin it too. He's starting in like fifteenth. Yeah, I mean, there's you know that's the thing. You got Nacho there. Yeah. You got you got Matthias Faulkner, and then Mason Klein. He's sitting he's sitting right there in sixth, and, and you know that's a really good starting spot. He's got Daniel Sanders in front of him, who's you know crazy fast. And if you look where Mason is, it reminds me of where Sam was last year, where he just like popped up in the middle mm-hmm. in sixth, then he just kept kind of like staying there. He'd get like third on the stage, then he'd get eighth on the stage, then he'd get second on the stage, then he'd get ninth on the stage, then he'd get sixth, then he'd stay right in that middle all the way to the end. And he just climbed up the rankings every day because everybody was bouncing down him up. But his his net 
variance in his time was so small that he stayed on top and, of that pile. And that that worked for Sam last year because of the big shakeup on stage one where right. a lot of the top guys lost 40 minutes. Yeah. So there's nobody doing that yet. Not yet, but it could happen any long day. way to go. Happen any day, just like I could beat you at fantasy sports any day. Once again, uh, I mean, this Possible. is an unpredictable race, but not that unpredictable. If you look at, the, if you look at history, I don't see Jesse hasn't beat me at much. So, oh, that's hurtful. <laughs> I got more kids than you. What's that's up true. now. That's true. So cool. I think I think the last thing we we need to do is is announce our provisional fantasy league top three, top five maybe. Oh, I got some info from the first day here somewhere. Yep, we need to. Where are we? Derby results. So you go to chainslayer.com slash Dakar and click on Derby results, and we've got guys from all over the place that are playing here so so yesterday after after stage zero the top three we had two guys from australia in the top three what yeah simon english tc from america who didn't give me a lot of information but i know a tc i hope it's him (laughs) i hope it's tc from montana if it's not i'm going to be very disappointed uh, so Simon English was first, TC was second, and Andy was third. And a couple different strategies here. These guys are just crushing it. Man, they're so much better at this than I am. Yeah. Well, the, you know, and, and the first real stage is is today, and I think, you know, today's results are are, are pretty uh, pretty big. And, and, th- and this could change, you guys, so don't. Yeah. It, it actually will change because Faulkner finished 10th, so this, isn't, this is still kind of provisional, but... We do have uh, Marius Berghard. Yeah, Marius Berghard, an American. He got three point-paying positions. Good job. Yeah, he finished with $1,980. I don't know how that works because I insane. only have like $100. No. Well, he bet $30 on Toby Price to finish third. And he nailed it. Nailed that. And yeah. he got uh, Benavides to finish. He bet $30 on Benavides to finish second, and he nailed that too. Man, good job. Perkins, Perkins in second. He also got Benavides in price. He so just didn't wager enough. Yeah, he didn't go as big. You so got to start. He, but he only got beat by 20 bucks. Yeah, he could have made it up there. He was good on a couple other guys too. And then, I don't I don't even know what flag this is. Pedro Bermudez. Bermudez. I don't know what half these flags are. We need yeah. to put the so actual this, country this there. Is cool. Yeah. So anyway, he's 1940. So yeah, the top 3 Pedro Pedro spread. nailed four people's positions. Yeah. He predicted Moreta, four people. He needs to bet yeah. more money on himself. Yes. Pedro's crushing it. And another international competitor here that I I'm still don't know. That could <laughs> countries be. these are. I don't know what that is. <laughs> need to find out, but Owen Owen's crushing it. So Good job, guys. Pretty fun here. I think I got 75th, Jesse got 99th, so Log in, check out the results. They're gonna they're gonna update throughout the day because I know we have at least one change with Matthias Wagner. Mm-hmm. But again, chainslayer.com slash Dakar. Also it's free. Go to, it is free to play and free to play. you can enter at any time. Also go to bivwackrally.com. Uh or no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It is bivwackrally.com. Yeah. I think it is. Bivwackrally.com. That's yep. it. You're you're right. 
And you can get a, a sweet bivouac t-shirt. Jesse's wearing one right now. I'm wearing one right now, and it's amazing. We have a few, but they're they're going fast, so we might have to reorder here. So get in there and, and pick yourself up a t-shirt. Show your support. Keep us keep us podcasting. Yep. Keep us caffeinated. We use that money to buy coffee, but we also we our longstanding coffee sponsor is back. Leaf and Bean Coffee, Rochester, New York. Will stepped up again. Send us like an 18 pack of coffee and a couple new coffee mugs. Yeah. Thanks. This well. is this is uh, you know, I set my alarm for 445 this morning and got up started looking That's at That's how results, it works. So yeah. Definitely need some some good coffee to keep us keep us alive. <laughs> we appreciate it. And again, thanks to Climb, Moto Minded, Definitely. Ruby Moto, Fast, Fast Company. Company, and of course, Rally Navigator. We probably wouldn't be here right now without Rally Navigator because I don't think anybody would race so rally much to change the game of the sport of rally. So yeah, it's, it's really cool it up. to see, you know, things evolve and and uh, the sport grow and and especially in North America. I'd give a shout out to Mike, but he's on a sailboat or something right now. He's in, he's yeah. floating around in the ocean somewhere with no internet. Yeah, why would you do that when Dakar's going on? It's probably the best thing to do when Dakar's going on. He's probably sick of the internet after yeah. building Rally Navigator. <laughs> All right, I think we're wrapped up today. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. We'll probably have some updates about today's ranking standing as more information comes out. And uh, definitely a big day tomorrow to cover. And it's Monday, so we got to get back to our real jobs too. It's tomorrow, Monday. I think so. Yeah, you know what? I get another day off tomorrow. We we have a KTM holiday holiday on Monday. So get another day without having to bust out of here and go to work cycle news doesn't have holidays because we got to make 50 issues every year so we're probably already behind on the first one yeah issue one doesn't come out tomorrow it comes out the next week so we start on this week good luck with that all right everybody thanks for listening we're out of here we're gonna get to work and try to figure out how to be good at fantasy sports later